This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I'm single, so I would happily date anyone yeah. from the franchise. Yeah. Slide into the DMs. One time, someone did ask Jackie on a date after an interview. Who was it? Was it um Blake? It was not Blake. Once. No, I would be so jealous if it was Blake. It was not. I'm Blake. not gonna put him on blast. We've always been pretty friendly. Wait, I thought you would. Oh, okay, fine. It was. Let's take a breath. <sighs> Hi guys, I'm Sydney Lodwaco, and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I share the mic with people you may recognize, experts in their fields, people I find inspirational, or people who make me laugh, like my fiance, Nick, giving them a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm excited for today's guest yes, plural guests, we have the ladies behind She's All Batch, which is a very popular Bachelor podcast, which is a very exciting thing to be because there are so many Bachelor podcasts out there and it's very difficult to stand out, one, in the podcast space in general, but two, in this Bachelor franchise world. And they're doing such a great job of that. And I think you guys are going to really love them. If you're coming here from the She's All Batch friends of the show, welcome. I hope that you really enjoy our conversation. We get into so much of the Bachelor franchise from the tea that they've heard on their own show. They've interviewed a bunch of really well-known and favorite Bachelor guests. I'm going to be on their podcast soon as well. We do a little swap. They've interviewed people from Ben Higgins to Chris Souls to Ashley I, Jared, Blake Kortzman, Blake Moines, Demi Burnett, Corinne Olympios, everyone that we love. So definitely check out their podcast. They have episodes out on Thursday. If you're a Bachelor fan, you'll definitely love it. We're going to talk through obviously a lot of The Bachelor today, but I also picked their brains on the fact that they work as friends now and that they have taken their passion, which you can have a passion in anything really. One of their big passions is pop culture and obviously the Bachelor franchise. So it's really nice to get to talk to people who have made that dream a reality and have taken something that was an idea and turned it into this very successful podcast that they have. So I picked their brains towards the end. I also asked them some of their favorite tea that they've heard from interviewing Bachelor Nation contestants and some of their favorite things about the show, where they see the show going, whether they think the show sets up their couples for success. So many fun directions that we take this all about Bachelor Nation, pop culture, and a bunch of other things. Their names are Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. Jackie is a bicoastal actor, comedian, turned Bachelor connoisseur, and Stephanie Parker, who is a pop culture expert with 15 years of experience creating content within the entertainment industry. They're so fun and easy to talk to. I love sitting down with them for the two hours that we did this week, and I think you guys are going to love them as well. So make sure you send this episode to a fellow Bachelor fan. It's been a while that we've like talked about The Bachelor on this podcast. So I'm excited to jump back into it and gossip a little like we did today. My something to share this week 
Last week, I right after we recorded this, actually, my whole week went from like zero to 100, basically. So after we recorded, I got violently ill. Nick came home and we both had, I guess, norovirus or whatever's going around. So we got super sick. And I also found out the same day that the studio I've been teaching at for two years and teaching fitness there is closing or closed <laughs> like three days later. So my whole week went from just like, oh, it's a normal week. I'm waking up like this and I'm going to do my normal things, my normal schedule. And it just completely got turned upside down. So I wanted to reflect on that because you have a certain idea of how just your day is going to go or your week's going to go or plan for yourself. And I just think it was a really nice reminder that one, you really can't plan. <laughs> like you can try, but a lot of life is out of your hands. And two, to really enjoy the things when you're in them. I almost took teaching for that studio for granted. And I loved the community that I built there and to be able to have an outlet to move and do some of my other passions, which is dancing and teaching. And for that to be removed so quickly and so all of a sudden, it's just a really good reminder to actually appreciate and enjoy the things when you're in them because you really don't know when they're going to go away or when they're going to change and it's easy to take the everyday for granted and it's easy just to like assume that things that you enjoy will always be there but we don't have that control and we don't know when things are going to shift or change so just like another reminder to really appreciate them while you're in them because I also am a person that's always looking to the future or looking towards my goals or looking towards change and new exciting things but we never really know what that's going to be so why not just be grounded in the moment that we're in and find the ways that we can appreciate and be grateful for what we have right now in this moment because like last week you never really know when it's going to be completely flipped upside down so yeah that's my something to share food for thought I hope you guys are having a great week. Share this episode with your friends, your bachelor friends. Tag us on social media at Something to Share Podcast. Without further ado, guys, here is Stephanie and Jackie of She's All Batch. How are you guys? How How's life? Life is good. Since We're so excited good. to be recording with you and connecting with you. And I felt like our interview went really well the other day. Sydney spilled some tea about uh, mm -hmm. her experience. And I'm just so excited that you wanted to have us on, on your podcast. So we're, we're pumped. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I, I feel like you guys really get it out of people, people <laughs> whether I intended to spill some tea or not. I don't know what I we're know. doing, but like people do say for some reason, like people expose mm -hmm. more when they talk to us. We're not like, I witchcraft. think people feel comfortable <laughs> with us. They, they yeah. think we're, we have like like we're just two normal girls and I hope that that comes off when we're interviewing people. So I think they just think, mm -hmm. you know, we're their friends and they can kind of open up a little bit more. You know who else does that though is production. Production does the same oh, thing no. where they're like, we're your best friends. <laughs> you guys could be really good producers, so maybe that's in your future. But. Oh no. Wait, Based on like what we've heard these so days, cringy. I'm like, that's an insult. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think, yeah. I don't know, maybe we care a little too much though sometimes mm -hmm. like actually last night we interviewed I won't spoil it but we interviewed a very big former villain and she was wonderful and she was spilling a lot of tea and I kind of dropped like the interview um hat and I put on like the friend hat and I'm like 
are you okay? Like, are you going to get in trouble for this? Because I do, I care. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. I, there is a connection with people. I stay in touch with a lot of the people we interview because I, most of them I find like I make like genuine connections with and it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I could be a producer because I would, at the end of the day, cry if I had to Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. make something happen. Although it looks like, it looks like fun. They are your friends until for some people... They seem to turn, but I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if it's production's fault or editing's fault or what, but that's for another show. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> um, this one. I mean, I think- or this one. Maybe we'll we'll get there okay. at some point. Okay. But before we jump into bachelor stuff, I have two questions for you guys. The first one is to share an object, so it can be really anything. Something from your nightstand, something with an interesting backstory, or something that would be surprising to people. For each of you, what would that be? I don't know how surprising this would be, but so I know you had said um, I was focusing on the nightstand. So I'm like looking at my nightstand. I'm like, what mm-hmm. can I bring? So I bought this book that has been sitting on my nightstand for a very long time. I wouldn't, I love reading, but I unfortunately would not consider myself a reader and find that I really only read when I'm on vacation. That's when I can really feel like I like can unplug. I'm not going to watch TV shows. I'm not going to be on my phone. So this book, yeah. Sapiens, I'm kind of late to the game. I feel like people were really into this book a few years ago. Over the yeah. summer, I plowed through half of this, like this all in one week. I just like plowed through this book, could not wow. keep it down when I could not put it down when I was on vacation. And now it sits on my nightstand, still only half red, and it sits there. I'm like, one day I'm going to be curling up into bed and decide, you know what? I'm not going to scroll on TikTok. I'm going to read this book a little bit more. But I think, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I'm going to have to go on another vacation to finish it. Yeah, Um, I think that's a good goal. (laughs) But highly recommend. Really good book. Really makes you think. I, le- I like okay. nonfiction books because I like to learn a little something. That's so funny. Like I need the to books, try that. The last book I read was <laughs> – the books I bring on vacation, I brought Stephanie Pratt's like salacious tell-all on a cruise and read it cover to cover. <laughs> also an amazing not- book. <laughs> Did you read it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, that's also so great. Oh, I was just like, I get – I'm weird. And I'm like, I want to like dig into like her past life. Or not like her, literally her past life, but like what happened before she was on the show. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the, the stuff I'm reading on on vacations she's an interesting bird because she went and did like the london show yeah. right that she had a whole second life I'm fascinated by her clearly but yeah. um but yeah <laughs> she's she's lived a life she had crazy crazy can we curse i don't want to curse if i can't yeah please crazy please shit curse. it's fine happening <laughs> amazing um stephanie what is yeah. your object okay so share? i focused on the nightstand too and then it just hit me this morning mm-hmm. that there literally was something on my nightstand that i didn't really even think about but i actually have this like decoration sign. So it says she leaves a little sparkle everywhere she goes. I didn't buy it for myself. I bought it for my Mm -hmm. aunt who passed away. And this reminded me of her because she has like, oh, she had a really like dynamic magnetic personality. But then I kept it like on my nightstand because I don't know, I like to, well, one sparkle, my name is S. Parker. So I like, I like when things say sparkle because I feel like it's like my name. But also I feel Mm -hmm. like this is what I kind of aspire towards too. Like I want to leave a little sparkle too. And it reminds me of my aunt. So that's what I brought. Uh, what is that quote? Like leave the room better than yeah. you found it yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so cute. Um, Last question. Anything that's been on your heart or mind lately for each of you? It could be related to the bachelor. It could be really anything in general. I just struggle with social media in general with people on the internet. I just feel like not even just directed at me, just 
watching it be directed at other people, no one can catch a break. And specifically, this Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber thing, just the stuff mm. that's been on my For You pages on TikTok is wild. And they're now getting to the point where they're making fun of Haley for um, censoring her comments. And I guess she blocked um, Selena's name. So like, because everyone was writing in the comments, like, Selena's a better woman than you. You'll never be Selena. Oh, your husband will always be in love with Selena. So she blocks or censors Selena's name. So people are like, I tried commenting this on her page and the comment doesn't go through. And I'm like, oh my Leave this girl alone. And the the irony that you guys are all mad that you think she bullied Selena. So you're harassing her relentlessly. And no one sees the irony that, like, you're bullying her probably way worse than what she ever did. Because I don't – she didn't even outwardly – I'm not defending Haley. I don't actually care who did what. But – Just the irony that, like, I'm mad that I think you did something wrong, so I'm going to do it to you 10 times Mm -hmm. worse and 10 times more dramatic. Just watching it on the internet, I'm like, I don't know how much I can, how long I can last here. Like, people are just vicious. And we see it, like, clearly on a much lower level than Haley Bieber. But, like, even sometimes Mm -hmm. if we have an opinion on the podcast and, like, we always try our best to remember that, like, these are not just characters. They are people and... We could be sarcastic at times, but for the most part, we do try to keep in mind that everyone is a human. If we make a, Mm -hmm. if we have an opinion, like, oh, we think um, this person is going to break up or this person's going to do this. And if someone disagrees, sometimes I get messages and they're like, you are delusional, you're an idiot. And I just like the meanest things. And I'm just like, I've just never felt compelled to privately message someone and tell them how wrong they are about a topic. Like just talk to someone else about it. That's on my heart. I know. It's been on my heart all week because I'm just like, it's okay for us to have differing opinions on something. It's not that serious. Especially about something as like The Bachelor, guys. Like it's not that deep. Like no one is dying Mm -hmm. over here. People make it really deep. People make it like their entire beings. And especially that's like a taste of how it is on the show. Like if you do an episode and you do one thing wrong or you do something that you probably you did like six months ago that you don't remember doing or like they edited to make you look like you did something, then you become like the most hated person on the internet and you get the DMs and the death threats. And it's just like, I mean, think about what you're saying. We've never yeah, been like, able to think about that. that. No. Did you ever? You yeah. didn't. You didn't do anything wrong. I think, yeah, I would, if I like defended a friend who over some, I think I like defended Nicole one time and someone said it's so it just happens on every scale of the show. So yes, in a way, but it's just like wild how attached people are to it. And then if you take a step back, you're like, Think about what you're saying and think about like how much you care about this thing that has literally nothing to do with you. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I say it on um, this week's episode on She's All Batch that like people complain if you censor your comments like we're talking about. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but you, so you're mad that she's censoring her comments, but not only are you writing a comment, you're going back and checking on the status of the comment. Like maybe the, the yeah. issue is you. Like, I don't think it's that crazy that she's censoring her comments and maybe only wants to see nice things. Maybe she doesn't want to see her husband's ex name a million times as she scrolls her comments. I don't think that's that crazy. But you're Mm -hmm. checking on it. Yeah. (sighs) The way they think they have access to people, too. The fact that they're like, no, I need to force you to read what I have to say. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) Guess what? Hilary (laughs) Bieber does not need to read your comment. 
but they yeah. feel a weird no. um, entitlement to it. It's so weird. Yeah, I'll never understand it. And it's never going away. It's clearly it just gets worse. You just have to delete it. What I've found is that when I get DMs that are from like no picture, no name, no file, it's clearly like a troll account. I read mm-hmm. the first sentence, and if I could see where it's going, I just I don't even read it now. I just delete it. So you're wasting block, your time. Block and bless. <laughs> yeah, little step. Yeah, baby I will steps. not see it. I I've censored comments too before because I'm just like I don't want to go there. Like I think I've I did that from being on the show, but just the negativity in general. Like I don't need my day ruined by someone that I don't know. So right, yeah. Just every little bit that you can do <laughs> helps. Totally. Um, Jackie, what is on your heart and mind? Hmm. What is out of my heart and mind? I would say, okay, I hope this doesn't come off as annoying, but so I have my birthday is in about a month. I'm turning 30, which I know is not old. So I don't want to be that girl who's like, wah, wah, wah. but because it's like a big milestone birthday, I feel that I have just been feeling very existential these days. And just, I don't know, just kind of like having these like deep before I go to sleep thoughts of just like, wow, I'm probably a third through my life. Like, wow, everyone I know is going to not be here one day. What does it all mean? What are we doing? Um, so I've been kind of spiraling in that way, not even necessarily about like me personally turning 30. Like, I think that's great. And I'm excited about it, but just like really coming to terms with the fact that we're all just here so temporarily. I don't know if that's too deep and too morbid for this podcast, but that's really what I've been thinking about every single night before I go to bed. I mean, it kind of relates to what we were just talking about. (laughs) I think that's a nice perspective because we get in depth about things like Hailey Bieber and Selena. But at the end of the day, it's like we are only here for a blip of time. Like, does this stuff matter? Like like we're getting all invested in things that don't matter. And yeah, no, it's really perspectives like that. Yeah. And I'm 31. So I I get that. And it's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah. 30s are great. Well, everyone keeps saying the 30s are the new 20s. And I'm excited about I feel like finally, I feel like I finally became like the person I'm supposed to be now that I'm turning 30. And now you can like live the life you want to live because you're Mm -hmm. not like, I don't know, at least for me in my 20s, I was just like, poor, mm-hmm. had a lot of trauma and like mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. And it's like, now, now you can take that vacation. Yeah. Now you can go buy the clothes or do whatever. It's so yeah. freeing so to expect. being at that stage in your life. And you're like, cause I remember like, I don't know, being on vacation and like, not getting a souvenir. Cause I, I didn't have money. Now I'm just like, oh, if I want the freaking souvenir, I'm going to get the souvenir. I don't care that it's <laughs> irrational to pay yeah. $15 for a magnet. Mm-hmm. I want the magnet. So I just do things that make me happy mm-hmm. now that I'm older. It makes a big difference. So mm-hmm. something to look forward yeah. to for sure. You can get that magnet you want now. <laughs> Thank God. It's all yes, that's what finally I've been looking come together. To. Amazing. All these 30 years was leading up to that. Yeah. The magnets. <laughs> Um, okay, let's talk about you guys. And why did you want to start a bachelor podcast? It's a very saturated market. Um, but you guys have done a great job of standing out and growing. And I'm curious if you were fans of the show. Like, are you guys best friends? Were you best friends before this? Like, how did this all come to be? Okay, well, I'll say I wanted to start a bachelor podcast because it was was the pandemic, right? But we didn't start it in the during in 2020 though. But that's mm-hmm. kind of when I started getting into podcasts, which I think a lot of people got into podcasts during that time. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was I loved other people's podcasts. I had no problem just like going to them for the content. I was getting to the point where I was running out of stuff though. Like I was literally I, I had a baby in 2020. So I'd be up at four in the morning mm-hmm. like breastfeeding or doing whatever. And I wanted I always had something in my ear because I was like needed to take my mind off the fact that I was not sleeping. And I 
ran through them and I didn't have any more. I've been told before that like it could be a good idea because I had the She's All About Your Meme account. Then how Jackie introduce how you came in. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting, though, because I feel like we have two very different stories of how this podcast came together because Stephanie had had the She's All Batch meme account for Mm -hmm. a a few years and it had grown pretty significantly, especially over like Hannah Brown season and Peter season. And so I was more in the entertainment space, not so much. I kind of fell into covering Bachelor stuff because I was doing... um, some acting and some comedy stuff, and then had the opportunity to do a hosting position that just happened to be kind of focused on The Bachelor. And I was like, anything to be in front of the camera, like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, and so through the process of doing that, I had had a little chat show at a company that I used to work for, and then had turned that into a podcast I was doing on my own. And on that podcast was when I had reached out to Stephanie because she had the She's All Batch meme account just to come on as a guest as the girl behind that Instagram account to recap an episode with me. And Mm -hmm. so we had had that one interaction where she came on my old podcast, had a great time, had a little chat, and then nothing didn't talk (laughs) again for a year or two until Stephanie had reached out to me, just wanting to pick my brain about podcasting stuff because she was wanting to start a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an open book. Like, ask me any questions you want. She calls me. I had forgot she was going to call me. She was going to bail on me and not call me. And then, but she ended up calling me and I ended up answering. And we have this like hour long conversation. And by the end of that phone call, we're like, wait, should we do this podcast together? And then that's kind of how it all started. I don't know if I miss any parts. Somebody fill in the blanks. No, I think you got it. That was a good, that was a good condensed version. But the first time Jackie and I met in person was when we recorded Mm -hmm. our first episode. Oh, wow. I drove from the city to her house in Long Island. And yeah, we had Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I remember. I mean, we've obviously grown to be close friends now, but like people didn't, people assumed that like, oh, these are like two friends. And yeah, mm -hmm. we just connected on a professional level. And now I just see her face every single day. So I have (laughs) to like her now, but it's, it's funny. I love that. I actually started a podcast in 2020 with someone I hadn't met before and the opposite happened with me. So I'm really glad that this has worked out for you guys, (laughs) but she, I think she wanted to be on the the bachelor is essentially what happened. So she started like DMing my bachelor friends and just like being kind of shady and the whole thing went south. So yeah, I'm glad this worked out for you guys because it can go one of two ways. But I love that like meet cute story and that you guys. It's also nice that you're not like best friends, best friends from before. But now you can like create this professional friendship relationship. I love it. Well, I think that's helped mm-hmm. too because um, we have like very like obviously we have roles that overlap, but we also have very separate roles that the other one doesn't try to like. Like, Jackie's never pushed back on any headline I've ever written for an episode. Like, she doesn't, not that you don't care, but, like, you kind of let me have that. Mm -hmm. And, like, there are things that, like, she does that she does great that I'm like, I'm not going to try to do it better than her. I know she's got that side of it. So I think with friends or even friends from, like, the same space, like, if you came from, like, two work people that came from, like, the same world, it may be, like, territorial, like, or... I don't know. I feel like we've literally never butt heads over anything like that. Whereas I could maybe see butting heads with someone that like also came from like writing, which is my background. So I don't yeah. know. I, and I know I I'm like, not good at writing. So I'm always like, she doesn't you, even you care. Like, like she's like, just do it. Like any, anything you think is funny and just go for it. And I like having that freedom, mm-hmm. but I know that you like having that freedom too, with the other stuff that you handle on your own. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's that kind of work. 
it's a good dynamic when you guys have like opposite skills and you can like balance each other out, which sounds like you guys do perfectly. I'm interested in you guys interviewing contestants because you, you've interviewed quite a lot of people and like kind of all over the map. Yeah. When you interview these people, are you surprised when you meet them in person from the person that you watch on TV? Is it like the same as when you interview them or do you find that you like them more after you interview them? I'm interested in that from watching the show to like getting to know these people. That's such a good question. <laughs> I feel like I'm usually pleasantly surprised. I know that there's an edit on the show. So I'm not someone that's like, oh, I can't believe that villain was nice. Because like, obviously, I know that the villain probably is a nice person and the show does its magic. So I think for me, I'm pleasantly surprised. I don't think we've had any bad experience. If anything, I always feel a lot closer once we finish our interviews with people because I think we really like to like, you know, we like to go there. We like to ask those questions. And for whatever reason, people feel comfortable sharing some things that a lot of times they'll be like, oh, and I've never talked about this before, but I'll tell you guys as if we're like the only two people who are ever going to hear this. <laughs> um, but I, I always feel like a closeness after we interview people and like more of like a camaraderie. I feel like within like however long it takes for the interview, sometimes like obviously we try to keep it to like 45 minutes at most an hour for most interviews. But we've had a few interviews where we're all just like talking and getting along so well that we'll like re-click into the Zoom like four times. Like we've had interviews that go for like two, two and a half hours just because by the end of it, I'm like, oh, we're all friends now. And I feel like they mm -hmm. really confided in us. So I just feel like there's like a nice connection afterwards. And I'm never surprised that people are nice because I, I am expecting like a normal person behind yeah. the screen. Like I, I, again, I feel like I'm pleasantly surprised. We just interviewed a very big person, a very well-known former villain. Mm -hmm. And she, we had a, the interview last night and she showed up like exactly on time. And when that happens, I'm like, that's so awesome that you're like so respectful of us. Has anyone surprised you a lot from talking to them? Like who's been the most surprising guest? I will say one thing that people have revealed on the show that even surprised me after covering the show for so many years was this is one of our first interviews. It was Kristen Whitney from um, Nick season. And then she went on paradise where they called her scallop fingers. And she, oh, yeah. <laughs> she talked about a scene between her and Liz. I think it was on Nick season. That was, that literally never happened. She was like, I was sitting in one place talking to a producer about one thing. Liz, they put Liz in the opposite space and a producer talked to her about another thing. And then they cut it together. Like me and Liz had a whole conversation that we literally mm -hmm. never had. And that to me was even surprising because obviously like I know about Frankenbiting, I know about the editing and things just being taken out of context, but to literally create an entire scene to push along a storyline yeah. out of nothing, that was yeah. wild to me. I was like, I feel oh. like that happens quite a bit when they're they take audio from something else or a clip from something else and they splice them together and it becomes this mm -hmm. whole other entity. I think that happens quite a lot. <laughs> and that's what's so crazy about even when I talk to people casually about the show, like, oh yeah, I have a bachelor podcast. Oh, you're watching. Okay, cool. The way people take so much of it at face value and don't realize that so much of it could potentially be not even a real thing that someone said or not even a real scene is kind of crazy to me. I know we're getting better as an audience at like picking up on this stuff, yeah. but people still really think it's like very real. Which, which is, is also kind of surprising crazy. because it's almost the same storyline almost every season. Like there's always a villain, there's always this, yeah. but we still take it's it. It's a formula. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't understand that, but I'm trying to think if there's anyone that surprised me. Yeah, uh, we joke that I fall in love with with everyone that I interview. <laughs> um, I really loved like Blake Moynes. I thought he was so genuine and so cool. And I asked him, I just love when like they're like considered big names in this bachelor world, but like they are just like real 
cool people. Mm -hmm. And I asked him about, he had like his X-rated painting on Katie's season, but it was blurred out. And there was always speculation on what it was. Mm -hmm. And I just fat, flat out, I was like, dude, what was it semen splatter? And he's like, yep. Oh yeah, my God. It was. And it's just so, it's so cute and endearing. And I have it, that clip specifically is on, I think it's on YouTube. And he's just so cute. Like his, he's so sweet. And mm -hmm. it's genuine though, like to his heart, I think. I think he's a good guy. That's good to hear too, because yeah. they don't seem like real people the way that the show portrays them. Because I yeah. feel like what I've noticed with the show, it's like they edit people down to like one character type. Like you're the villain, you're the nice girl, you're this. And like there's no nuance to people's personalities from that. So it's nice mm -hmm. to like have podcasts in places where they get to show more of themselves that the show won't let them. What's the best tea that you've gotten from interviewing? So we could tease what's coming out on Thursday, which we'll just tell you guys. We yeah. have Crystal Nielsen from mm. Ari's season of The Bachelor. And Love it is her. probably our juiciest interview we've ever done. And we literally, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, this is actually gold. Like everything you're oh saying gosh. is gold. Um, what is one of the many? Yeah, listen to the full interview, obviously. But she was just on Ari's season after she had gotten off of the show before the women tell all. But she was getting along really well with the girls because, you know, once you get off the show, they're kind of comparing notes and stuff and realizing, oh, maybe Crystal wasn't as bad as as the producers were trying to make me think she was. And so she was invited to a birthday party of one of the other contestants and production literally told her she wasn't allowed to go to this person's personal private birthday party because they wanted to maintain her villain image and maintain the facade that the girls didn't like her for the filming of Women Tell All. I oh thought that God. was crazy that production could have that much control over like what she does in her personal life. Like, you know, mm -hmm. not what she's not what show she's on, not what she's saying. Um, on an interview, but literally, you're telling me I literally can't go to this girl's house to eat birthday cake? Like, that's insane. That's insane. Did they do cake? that with Hannah Brown and Hannah G's, like, engagement party? There was some, like, headline of that. Like, someone wasn't allowed to go to an engagement party. I think it was Hannah Brown. It might It might have been Peter Weber. Peter. Because yes. his season was done filming, but maybe hadn't aired yet. But Something he had maybe like already been broken up with Hannah and because then at that party is when he meets up with Hannah Brown and they sleep yeah. together. She reveals yeah. in her book. So maybe it was something like that. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, I yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Another thing Crystal revealed, you watched Ari season? Yeah. So she spirals on this group date. Um, and it's like a very memorable moment. It's kind of when she really took a turn for like villain, villain. And what the behind the scenes of it is that before that she hadn't eaten. And for like a long period of time mm -hmm. and that she was going to eat. They had like a breakfast spread, but they pulled her in an interview for two hours. And then when the interview was done, the breakfast was all gone. And then they shipped the girls off to the group date. And then on the group date, they're like, she's like, their producers are bringing me like pints of tequila. I'm just like, and she's like, I'm drinking it. Like, that is my choice. But like, I'm mm -hmm. not eating, drinking tequila. And then Ari does something to like upset her and she completely spirals yeah. and just a whole thing and it just you have to be able to watch the show through a different lens and understand that like her spiraling may not be a hundred percent what's actually happening you yeah. have to kind of see the bigger picture that there's so many other factors mm -hmm. if i were in that situation i would black out so yeah i could yeah. see why that would happen is that yeah. was that before or after paradise did this the whole shift with drinking because now there's before. drinking rule it was before that yeah okay. i actually asked that i was like wait that was before all yeah because and... now the rules is like you can have two an hour and they won't let I you take shots 
Yeah. Do they enforce that? I always have wondered sure. because I feel like recently people have been seeming kind of drunk on the show. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Over two I drinks? think maybe they're not eating and like trying to get there. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's True. ways that you can go about it. We learned in Paradise that the easiest way to get drunk was Chardonnay because the I think they were watering down the tequila or it seemed like they were because mm-hmm. you like wouldn't feel anything from tequila, but Chardonnay would get you there. So I don't know. Right. So all the guys and girls were drinking Chardonnay on the beach, which is ridiculous, so but. We just find little ways. But yeah, I that's think that's not red, is it? Is it red? Chardonnay? No, Chardonnay. It's white. It's white. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's kind of gross on the beach. <laughs> it was nice. Do you think the show is going to keep going? Do you think they need to innovate? Like, what are your guys' opinions on where the show is at now? Because I've kind of fallen off and it seems like a lot of have fallen off post Chris Harrison. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, it does make me nervous for our podcast sake because the ratings of the show are the lowest they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I don't see them getting to the point that they were at when it was at its peak, peak, peak several years ago. I think the show needs to change its formula. I think part of the reason why it's doing so badly is that there are all these other unique, diverse shows that are coming out on Netflix and these other streaming platforms. And people are gravitating more towards those. Like people love Love is Blind Mm -hmm. because it's doing something new. And like you said, um, you know, there really is a formula with The Bachelor where it's like, there's always the villain. There's always this archetype. There's also this archetype. You can literally predict what's going to happen most times. And so I think it gets repetitive. It gets boring. Mm -hmm. And I think audiences are getting too smart for some of these shticks. Um, So I think if they want to keep it going, they should take a page out of some of these other more successful reality dating shows and and try to adapt and do do something different i kind of as much as people didn't really like the double bachelorette season of gabby and rachel and i understand that because i think they should have each had their own individual moments um and Mm -hmm. that was unfair to both of them it was kind of nice to at least see something different that we hadn't seen before yeah so i think the show should do more things like that i'm less nervous about for our podcast sake though because we don't rely on the show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when the show is on, there is an influx in in listeners. But we only started recapping the show with Clayton season. Okay. So, like, we still have our interviews. We have we talk about Bachelor news. We have a segment called Bachelor Encounters where people submit stories. It's like the demois of Bachelor Nation. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I saw Sydney at the coffee shop, and she was so nice and took a photo with me. Sometimes it's a little crazier than that. <laughs> um, so that stuff will still come in i don't think it's going anywhere even if it's declined as much as it has isn't it still like the big fish on abc Probably. like i don't think like even though you're smaller you're still yeah. big so mm-hmm. they, as long as they're profitable and they're still making money i don't think they're going anywhere and i also think that's why they don't change because if we're still mm-hmm. making tons of money i don't yeah. need to change like there, that's true i think there are a lot of people up high up at abc that are just stubborn And as long as they're making money and filling their pockets, they don't really care. Yeah, and I do think you're right about the thing about everything kind of happening off the show almost helps the show. Like with social media, I think Mm -hmm. there's more drama with even with like the past whatever happened in paradise with the whole like victoria oh um, yeah like that like story all that kept like, our podcast going not mm-hmm. the show like we yeah. I mean, we recapped the show but it really was not even touching the surface to the show outside the show as long as the drama keeps happening outside the show we'll be good do you guys think with the couples because there definitely is a decline in success rates as of late maybe not so much with paradise do you think the show sets them up for failure do you think there's a better way that they could handle it like what's your opinion on how they handle the couples on the show i think they set them up for failure 
We just mm-hmm. had Clayton Eckerd on and it's mm-hmm. not to toot our own horn, but it's a real, it, you should listen to it if, if you're mm-hmm. interested in The Bachelor. I flat out ask him, do you think that ABC sets couples up to fail? Because specifically with his situation, producers knew about Susie and how she felt about only wanting Clayton to be intimate with her. And they purposely put her third for the fantasy suite, knowing that Clayton mm. had the, had a different mindset, that he was just going to explore. And, and and he admits that the demise of their relationship was because they could not get back on track post-show. It was just too much trauma that they've both been through from mm-hmm. the show, post-show, how people responded. I also think they cherry-pick. I think when they want to help a couple, they will. And when yeah. they don't want to help a couple, they won't. And I don't really understand what it takes to be a favorite versus a Mm non-favorite. Well, I have no idea. (laughs) I I guess it's like who's ever doing what they want. It's like who's ever probably making them money or like giving them. But did Clayton and Susie not make them money? I feel like they they made that. Everything that happened with them at the end is what made that season. True. So good. If that didn't happen there, it was a fairly boring season. That's true. I wonder, too, because they do things like what they did with Michelle and Nate, where they gave them that huge check to, like, help them get a house. That's Chris Harrison's salary, I think. Oh. Well, I don't know. But I've always thought, I was like, well, Chris Harrison. like, can we have this extra money? That's it. Yeah. We have room in the budget because Chris isn't here anymore. So, like, why why would they do that? That's so random. Yeah. That was really weird. And apparently they did get it. And and Michelle, like, donated it or something. She said she donated it. We don't know. We don't know where the money is because people have asked her, especially after her and Nate had broken up. People were like, Michelle, where's the money? And it's I trust. If Michelle said she donated, I trust her. Yeah, she's a genuine girl. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I've met her. She's lovely. Yeah, it's it's a shame because I also think, too, the, the way the therapy of it all works, because we there's a therapist on the show. And you meet with her like once in a blue moon. If you're having a mental breakdown, she'll talk to you. But I just felt like it was very much not conducive. They almost need like couples therapy from once the show stops. Then I wonder if the show even wants them to be successful because I guess it's not for them like how many wins they've had. Maybe in the past it was like that. But now it's more about like how many people we can get talking about our show. Yeah, I will say like Clayton did speak out about the fact that like the show did give him and Susie um, a therapist to talk to even after the show because it was very apparent that they were struggling and they were supportive to him in that way. But um, yeah, I would say I think we just have to like acknowledge that like I just don't think this is a dating show like that's not the mm-hmm. point of the show is to set people up in good relationships for success. And I think as soon as we like start accepting that that's just not what this is, it becomes a lot more clear of what's going on here. Cause that's just yeah. like no one, no executive at ABC has any intention of like churning out a success story. I think they like to point to the success stories because it helps them kind of sell the narrative, but that that's not mm-hmm. what they're doing here. That's true. Which is sad because I feel like people still watch the show to like believe in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like get, and I don't think that's the place yeah. to believe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe try a different Although show. when I was like a young little girl in my 20s, mm-hmm. I remember watching Ashley A. Bear's season and like mm-hmm. her and JP and I was like single and like very much wanting to find someone and I'm like, I'll never find love like that. And like I, I remember watching and thinking like, they are like the ultimate goals and they were mm-hmm. and unfortunately they're not together anymore but like mm-hmm. it did to me back in the day paint a picture of love but that was also Ashley's season was like over a decade ago they don't highlight it like that anymore I feel like yeah. there's not focus on the love story do you prefer the version we have now or back in the day I like drama to be honest I mean I'm not watching okay. to get inspired I'm getting I'm okay. watching because I want like mindless drama mm-hmm. But okay. I like I am very I make this very clear though I want the organic drama I 
absolutely despise when you can tell how orchestrated it is. Like Shrimpgate, what was the wine one? The Champagne, oh, Champagne Gate. Champagne Gate. Mm. Shrimpgate and Champagne Gate I thought were the dumbest storylines ever. And yeah. if you could let me fast forward because I didn't have to talk about this shit, I would. Because they yeah. are so dumb. But then what was the recent one that I was like, this is so good? Or Katie having like an overnight on her one-on-one date and oh, coming back yeah. into that mansion. And she's like, hey, guys. And I'm like, this is real. Because these yeah. girls are like now sitting with a girl that just had an overnight on her first date with the guy they're all dating. Like that's real tension in the room that you can't mm-hmm. write. I hated those moments where they just like <laughs> made the girl walk back in. You would have to like, that's what they do. Like they're like, just wait around for a little bit. Someone's coming back and they're like you're like what the fuck like wh- i want to go to bed <laughs> i don't want to wait around for this girl to come back but okay yeah so you just wait around for that one little dramatic moment and then they'll let you leave but and then you can uh, go to your bed then you can go to your bed but you have to wait for the thing that that happened a lot in paradise too you're like i am so tired like it's two in the morning i don't want to wait for these people to come home question so you can for get you like when yeah. you're doing that do you ever feel pressure because you're like okay someone's about to come in i'm gonna be on camera I would feel if I'm feeling like lazy and tired, I just want to go to bed. But I would be so nervous that like I looked like, did you ever feel like, oh, my God, I need to go like, I'm so tired, but I need to go fix my makeup or I need to go Mm. put something cute on because I know this is going to be on camera. That would stress me At the beginning, at the beginning, yes. But when you get to a certain point in the season, you're just like, I don't care. And you're like, I'm in sweatpants, like a lot, halfway through a season, half of us were wearing like glasses for half of it. Yeah. you get to a point where you're just like, I can't. I can't anymore. Because it's at all hours of the day that will happen. So it's like you, at some point you have to like kind of give into it. Let's ask you guys some like quick, fast bachelor questions. And then we'll, I want to ask you about your podcast in like the last few minutes. Who's been your favorite bachelor host out of all time? Chris Harrison, Jesse, Tasha, and Caitlin out of those three, four. Who's been your favorite? Okay. Be honest. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> Not t- minus the drama of the Chris Harrison, right? Yeah, yeah. Minus no, I think yeah. host wise, obviously, it, Chris Harrison as a host is it's hard to beat. There's a reason mm-hmm. why he did it for 20 years. I was not a fan of Caitlyn and Tasha as the host because I felt like there was way too much focus on them. And mm-hmm. like Chris Harrison mm-hmm. as a host would come in and walk out and like do it, fill his role. And I feel like ABC. It was just so bizarre to me how much they focused on them. I actually have said yeah. before, there's like obviously press releases before every episode. And during Katie's season, they do the press release and then they share photos from the episode. And there was like several episodes where they'd share like two photos of Katie and literally 20 of Caitlin and Tasha. <sighs> and they would get like their That's own so... like glamour shots. And I'm like, it's like they were her. trying to reli- relive the star power. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we know people like Caitlyn and Tasha, so we're going to push them. But, like, mm-hmm. their two girls at the time were both in serious relationships, and mm-hmm. we want to focus on Katie now. The whole point yeah. is to focus on Katie, and it was just so odd to me. And Jesse's kind of like, Jesse's good, you know. He's yeah. doing it. Stephanie, you always hit the nail on the head that like the ideal host for this show is like does the perfect nothingness and you just like forget they're there. They show up, they announce mm-hmm. what's going to be happening and then they get out. Obviously, like Chris Harrison did that job for a very long time and knew the drill. He knew to show yeah. up, get his check, say this is the last rose of the night and get out. Um, Play and golf so, the rest of the day. <laughs> and so Jesse does the same thing. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. like either one, take it or leave it. I don't feel that I need that much from the host of mm-hmm. this show so I don't feel very strongly about like who's saying those words they can do a voiceover honestly and I'd be like this is yeah (laughs) that's what they do with um, honestly not needed what's the show where they have like the little robot like voice it's on Netflix it's too hot to handle they just have like a Siri talk oh (laughs) I haven't watched that yet they literally have like Siri 
con- conduct the show. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but I mean, it works. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Funny. Um, favorite yeah. Bachelor and Bachelorette of all time? Chris Souls. No. Always and forever. Interesting. Uh, that we've had him on the podcast twice. He's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think his season was pivotal. Mm-hmm. That is like when the, the show really took a turn towards like, this is such good TV. And so many people, that was also like the social media era mm-hmm. where like so many people from his season are still so relevant today. Like Ashley I and Jade and Carly and uh, Caitlin. Caitlin Bristow. I, I really loved his season. Well, who's your favorite Bachelorette? Stephanie. Hannah Brown. I feel like for both of my... (laughs) For obvious reasons. I mean, oh, did we... Did she... Did you see? I think she won that that special forces show. I think it like just happened yesterday or something. Competition. This week, Hannah Brown won or something. Sorry if this is a spoiler, but I was just about to record and my mom calls and I answer and I was like, mom, like what? I'm I'm about to record. And she's like, Steph? And I'm like, yeah, what? And I'm someone that always Mm -hmm. thinks someone's going to die. Like constantly. I'm like, what? 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 And she's like... Hannah Brown's on GMA right now if you want to watch. And I was like, not right now, mom. Like, I'm about to record. And then I call her after. I'm like, I'm sorry for being short with you. But like, please don't like the tone yeah. in someone's voice. I always think someone's going to die. And all she wanted to tell me was that like Hannah Brown was on a talk show in case I wanted to watch. And I'm like, so yeah, I, I, apparently she won. Oh, the show. She's she's great at competitions. She really kills it. The Beast. Mm-hmm. Who are my faves? Well, Fave. I feel like it's different if I think about like watching the actual season versus um just like them as a person and the career that they've built outside of the show mm-hmm. because this might mm-hmm. be a hot take but one of my favorite bachelors for watching the actual season is Ari because it was one of the first ones I covered professionally when I was like h- doing hosting stuff and I had never really been as into the show before. And watching Ari's season, I felt like, especially in the first few episodes, I was like, I am watching an SNL parody of The Bachelor, but it's actually really The Bachelor. <laughs> um, so that's how I felt. And I just found it like so outrageous and so funny with the way he he just like was kind of awkward on camera saying things like, I love that. And oh, excitement is really exciting to me. And it's just so it just like, <laughs> I mean, he, I think he's great, but it was just a really funny season to be one of the first ones that I really seriously dove into. But then mm-hmm. I have to give it to as much as we like, we kind of make fun of him a lot on our podcast. Not make fun of. I think we're like critical of the way he says certain no. things on his podcast, but he has built a kick-ass career from this show and it is oh, Mr. Nick, Nick yeah. Vial. And I, I do respect it because I do mm-hmm. think he's one of the best people at like taking what was given to him with the show and just like running with it. And the way Vile Files has been like rebranded and all this stuff. It's impressive. I have to give him that. Um Bachelorettes. Kaylin Bristow, I think, mm-hmm. or Tasha. not necessarily, I didn't enjoy her season. I didn't really enjoy all the COVID seasons. I thought it was like lacking something, but I think Tasha yeah. is the person who's going to be able to break out of the mold of like former bachelor star to like a list mm-hmm. celebrity. She's on her way. I think you're right. Like yeah, just her outfits, right. the way she's, she's styled these mm-hmm. days. I just, She's going places. I agree. She's almost like a Rachel Lindsay, but like Rachel Lindsay still is attached to it in some way. Yeah. But like, because she's like now an extra host or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with those. Those are great. If you weren't in a relationship, any more bachelor nation that you would date? Crystal. Really? You're a <laughs> I fan. I love him so much. I think he's so, okay. I think he's so cute. He's super nice. I'm, but I don't think we'd be compatible. I think I'd go on like. You would move to him. where is he? Iowa. Iowa. She's no, going to the, the farm. farm. We talk yep. about, we've, we play, um, a game called Mary Bang Sent Home Without a Rose because we're not killers. We're not going to murder mm-hmm. anyone. But we like when we play, we'll literally stress over the answer. We're like, but if I marry Chris Souls, then I have to move to the farm. And like, I'm not ready to move to the farm. And we're like, all right, this is a fictional game. We don't have to put so much 
<laughs> emphasis on it. But yeah, um, I mean, I would date him. Who else is? I mean, Tyler Cameron for me, number one. Uh, even I, though he, him. I know he would like ruin my life and break my heart, but I would let yeah. him do it. He would ruin you. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely we're Grippo girls here. I've always had a crush on Greg Grippo. I mean, I'm single, so I would happily date anyone yeah. in the franchise. Yeah. Slide into the DMs. One time someone did ask Jackie on a date after an interview. Who was it? Was it um Blake? It was not Blake. Morris. No. I would be so jealous if it was Blake. It was not. I'm Blake. not going to put him on blast. We've always been pretty friendly. Wait, I thought you would. Oh, okay, fine. It was Grant Kemp. We had been friendly. Um, it was, he was on Grant Kemp from JoJo season. And then he got engaged to Lace on Paradise. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were always you pretty said friendly. No, um, no he... <laughs> I'm in New York and he's in LA. And when I used to live mm. in LA, he would come on my the chat show that I had there. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. But like, I'm in New York. So like next time I'm in LA. But then by the next time I was in LA, he was engaged. So, and now he's happily oh, shit. He was so The ship has sailed. <laughs> right? I know. Like literally oh two God. months later. How I much was like, time was between? Uh, I don't <laughs> Was it really two months later? Yeah. I think a, a couple months. I go to LA pretty often. So awesome. <laughs> there couldn't have been that much time. And he was literally already engaged. I so. love it. He's already on, he's still on bachelor time with dating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Any contestant that you would say is the most overrated and underrated over the past how many years it's been? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have an underrated. I'm going to say Brit from Chris Souls' season. She was the almost bachelorette. I just feel like fans nowadays don't necessarily know her, but I know her because I love mm-hmm. her and I love that season. And she was a very, very big deal on Chris's season. But since then, she's kind of doesn't care to be famous. And she is doing her thing, living her life with her family. And she's so sweet and so beautiful. And I think she's a genuine person that, I don't know, I just think she's underrated. I, like that. I think that more people should know about her. No, you just got to keep singing her praises. <laughs> but I don't think she cares. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it and it was funny on Chris's season because she was so beautiful mm-hmm. people her edit was she just wants to be famous she's never gonna move to the farm blah 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 <laughs> and like he ends up sending yeah he ends up sending sending her home because of basically her edit Aww. but then it turns out like she literally could give two shits she lives with she has two babies and her husband and she's living the dream and doesn't care and I'm like the damn edit <laughs> like she should have ended up with Chris but it looks like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm too invested in that season. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly. your season. I love it. Anyone you think is overrated? I don't know about overrated, but I think as far as another, I'm going to say a couple that I think is incredibly underrated is Ari and Lauren. I feel like they mm. are like granted, like the end of Ari's season was a little messy on how they got there, but I consider them a, an actual bachelor success story. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many of them. And yet they don't they, really use them for like comebacks or anything. They don't use them for literally yeah. anything. Um, and I don't really understand why, especially because recently, especially like with Zach's season, they're bringing Sean Lowe on all the time to be. And then in this past season of Paradise, Ashley and Jared were on a lot. So they keep wanting to pull back these people to reference and be like, hey, mm-hmm. this works. I don't know why they never call Ari and Lauren. Yeah, like, they seem so happy, so good for each other now. Like clearly that was the right decision for them. I don't know why they don't call them. I have an overrated. Yes. Because I think it's fair to say, because I'll be the only one that thinks this, but I think Tyler Cameron, mm-hmm. I think he's probably a stand-up gentleman, <laughs> but I think he is the staple answer. Sorry to That's knock your fine. answer, Jackie, but he's the staple answer for when people are like, who do you want to, like, who would you date from the show? It's mm-hmm. like, he's that person. But I think he's overrated in the sense that there are so many other stand-up guys that I think are equivalent to him mm-hmm. that people forget because they look at he's him. most famous. Yeah. He's like the shiny one. Yeah. 
He's the shiny one. He's the shiny one. I love those answers. Okay. Before I let you go, you guys have a successful podcast. It's not easy to do as a podcaster. It's hard to get your name out there, put yourself out there. Would you have any advice for a starting a podcast and advice for like social media growth? Because now we live in an online space, like anything in that world that you guys want to help someone else if they want to do something similar. I'm so happy you're asking this because I see clips from other podcasts on my feed And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to like help. I would love to help someone. Mm -hmm. Not saying I have all the answers, but I do think there are some like, there's some tips that people should be following if you're trying to get people to want to listen to your podcast. First and foremost, like just remembering that people have the attention span of a bird (laughs) on the internet and you cannot release a clip that's like three minutes long or any clip that's like taking too long to get to the point. You Mm -hmm. need to put the point in the very, very beginning and hook them. And then they'll listen if they're interested. But there's so many clips that I see that like literally start out and it's like, yeah. So I was thinking the other day about going to, and I'm like, oh my God, by the time you get to your like fourth word, I'm not even Swipe, listening. Yeah. I've already scrolled. <laughs> yeah. So that alone, mm-hmm. love that marketing wise, get them, hook them right away and get your strongest piece of content in that clip. Mm-hmm. That would be my tip. I also think like consistency is really key and just like sticking with it because I think, you know, I think we're an anomaly in that we got successful relatively quickly from when we started. But a lot of these podcasts that are big, well-known podcasts that like this is their full-time career, they have been around for a few years, but they've just really been working at it. And I feel like so many people are like, I'm going to start a podcast because they think it's easy. I'm sure you know, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. Um, And they do like three episodes and it doesn't really perform the way they want. And then they just like slowly don't do it anymore. They they, they, like quiet quit their podcast. Bachelor people do it too. So much. Twice a year it happens. Just like drop (laughs) off and it's like, what happened here? Um, But I think you need to stick with it and you need to like grow with your audience. And when people give you feed, if something's not working and people give you feedback, like change something, you try different things and people literally just throw something out there. It doesn't stick. And then they just quit. Um, as opposed to Mm -hmm. trying to like adapt and slowly like build something real. So that's what, what my advice would be. I think that's really great advice. And then the last question I have, like you guys seem to balance your passions, I guess bachelor would be somewhat of a passion, but with passions with career, like how do you balance that? Do you ever experience burnout? How do you keep the longevity of it all? Uh, wait, so how do I balance passion with career? My passion is my career. Mm-hmm. I like love it so much. Mm-hmm that like I genuinely get excited to record or edit or make a promo like it brings me happiness Mm -hmm. like truly I love it so I think mine are intertwined okay I love that I have a a full-time job outside of this as well too I've kind of put some other projects on the back burner but so I definitely experience burnout I'm sometimes sitting there literally with two computers doing all the work that we need to do for the podcast and and my other job I think it's really just like managing your time really well like if there's a million things that are important to you. It's like, all right, well, you just need to be like, if this is important, like we're going to figure it out and we're going to make the time for it. And just scheduling your whole day out and just like knocking it out, I think really is key. And I found times where I'm less busy with my other job where I can focus more on this and then vice versa. So it's just kind of be like asking yourself, because I think sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have time. I can't do that. And it's like, oh, well, if it's important to you, you'll find the time if you know that all of these things are important. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone's going to go into a podcast with a partner. So this is specific mm-hmm. to if you have like a team or a partner, but I think just like open communication, there's been plenty of times where like we've said to each other, like, I feel bur- burnt out. Like, can you please take this on? And like, we like pass yeah. tasks to each other and mm-hmm. 
luckily we don't burn out at the same time. So that's been really helpful. But there's been plenty of times where we'll like, I'm overwhelmed, like, Mm -hmm. please help me. So I think just like not being afraid to ask for help or not being afraid to utilize resources. Like we're, I mean, blessed to be in a place where we are making money from the podcast that we can pay um, for help. So we have Mm -hmm. an editor that's fairly new. We still edit the podcast because we're crazy and we want to make sure that like our final touches are there. But we have someone that goes through some of our audio footage, not even all of it, and and cleans it up for us Mm -hmm. so that it's easier for us. But like that's only we've only gotten to that place like last a month. Year and a half yeah. 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 So but like not being afraid to utilize resources that could potentially help. Mm-hmm. Starting a podcast, I don't know, Godspeed. I feel like now yeah. it's like people it's people truly do think that it's like I'm gonna start a podcast, it's going to blow up and I'm going to be rich. And that's just <laughs> it's not, really not how not it works. the case. Um no. I think there's like the statistic of it. It's like people most of them quit after 30 episodes or something not even they don't even get to like 10 episodes or something it's like that i'm sure i guess my 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 biggest piece of advice with starting would be like actually carving out what your niche is going to be because for us it wasn't just like the bachelor like we Mm -hmm. really found a hook when we came up with the idea of like people submitting stories of meeting people because that hasn't been done like people are interviewing people are recapping but that's kind of something that helped us stand out as I think that's why we have been successful in that oversaturated space because Mm -hmm. we've done that. Um, So I think coming up with something that is different than what competitors are already doing, Mm -hmm. it definitely helped. I love it. This was very helpful and super fun. I love sitting down with you guys. Where can everyone find you, follow you, get your podcast, all of that good stuff? You can get She's All Batch anywhere you listen to podcasts. We have, like we said, Crystal Nielsen as our guest this week and... Also just covering Bachelor news, Bachelor stories. And now we're starting to recap the show in a separate episode, which is very new. We just started this, but we got a lot of good feedback from it. So we're releasing recaps on Tuesdays now, right after the show. And Thursdays, I know. So we literally are recording. (laughs) So we did it once because I, so I suggested it and I was like, um, why don't we just try like instead of yeah. waiting let's just try we'll bang it out we have this editor that we can send the footage to now That's he's nice, on the yeah. west coast so we okay. stay up late watch the episode record it send it to him in the morning he sends it back to us and it's all ready and we just kind of go through it and fine-tune it and then publish it but we got so much good feedback from it now <laughs> we're like oh now we gotta keep doing i know this. we grow yeah. boss too yeah. close to the sun and <laughs> we're like oh, all right so now yes. we're staying up every yeah. monday night to do this but it's worth it because i think people were really excited yeah, to get it. it so fast because that's when you want to talk about it is tuesday morning mm-hmm. so. yeah because we would make it a part of our thursday but like who's really talking about it by mm-hmm. thursday it's too far They've so yeah long story short tuesdays and thursdays she's all batch wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow I me at She's it. All Batch on Instagram. And follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore on Instagram and TikTok. I'm trying to make TikToks a lot these days, but we'll see. Same. You same know, it's same. tough out there. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, Have a great rest you. of your day. And I'm excited to mm-hmm. keep in touch yes, after please. all this. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, follow, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And in the spirit of sharing, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. See you next Wednesday.